What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Vivi and Me. We have a lot to cover today. It's been about a week since I've done an episode, and a lot has happened. So let's take a look. We're going to kind of talk about some drop results. I did get something pretty cool on one of the drops. The current market looks like we're kind of still in a gem squeeze. We're going to see what might be going on, what we can maybe expect, talk a little bit about the market conditions. We'll have a recap about what happened on the Super Bowl Sunday, not necessarily between the two teams, but more so with the commercials and, you know, a heavy NFT presence, as I kind of alluded to in the previous episode. And then we have a little bit more drama. Unlike last time, it is not from uh, specifically a competitor of Vivi. This time it is from someone that is already a contributor to Vivi. So something very interesting to kind of get into, discuss, and uh, kind of see where we end up. So without any further ado, let's get right into it with the drop results. Uh, so the most recent drop would have been the Disney Golden Moments for Valentine's Day. And unfortunately, both my wife and I, we struck out on that. I did manage to go ahead and purchase a Lady and the Tramp. Uh, and that was, I believe, serial number 3020, something along those lines. And we did get absolutely nothing on the drop. But like I said, I did manage to pick up one of them on the aftermarket. Uh, again, the prices seem to have gone down. I managed to get mine for 1.5k. Uh, but it looks like if you're, you're quick about it, you might be able to snap one for 1.2 or 1.3 at this very time. So uh, a very interesting aftermarket currently. But uh, also what we're seeing is kind of that gem squeeze going on there. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to get that golden moment because one of the other drops was that Black Panther comic book drop. And on that, I did manage to get one and I actually managed to pull the secret rare. Uh, so I did immediately flip that and I made about $850 on that. I did see later in the day that it went over a thousand, but it does look like even with this gem squeeze that's currently going on, it has fallen back down to about what I sold it for. Uh, so I was happy to do that, and that allowed me to pick up a golden moment on the aftermarket because I just knew that the chances of me scoring on the drop for the golden moments just wasn't very likely. Uh, so with that, and as always, uh, this is not financial advice, so please do your own due diligence when you're looking into Vivi. When you're studying the market, I recommend spending a lot of time in there before really committing yourself to purchasing, especially if you're looking to flip. Uh, the market can be very volatile, and uh, a lot of things can pump and dump just very much like a crypto market. Uh, so be aware, be open to kind of what might be going on. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, have fun and, and get in there. But please just, this is my own personal opinions. This is just based on what I've seen on YouTube, a, a, a rehashing of that, as well as also just kind of my own knowledge from, again, being a longtime user and being in that marketplace over 40 hours a week. Uh, I do look at this as not necessarily a day job, but absolutely something where if you dedicate your time to it, you can hopefully come out with a very large profit moving forward, specifically if Vivi continues to gain traction. So it's very exciting. But with that, um, let's kind of talk about that current market and with that gem squeeze going on. You know, I think right now would be a good time if you are new to the market to maybe make a play and get into it. Uh, you know, there are still some low price first appearances that I really like, including Deadpool. Uh, I think any variation right now is significantly undervalued, especially if you're looking to stack something. I think Deadpool is a great character. There's a lot of popularity, and I just think he's still being slept on. I took a look at the charts, and it also seems that there wasn't necessarily a huge sell-off 
on Deadpool during this gem squeeze. And in fact, it, it's been a little up and down with that one. Um, some of the other pieces you can see immediately, they were being either flipped right out of or sold off during the gem squeeze first. Deadpool seemed to be a little more hesitant on that. Uh, so again, I think that's a great opportunity if you are looking to kind of take a stacking approach, uh, especially with a very popular first appearance character. From there, I also really still see Green Goblin as being a great pickup. Another first appearance, perhaps arguably one of the biggest villains in Marvel, specifically in Spider-Man. Um, I would say he may be the biggest villain in Spider-Man, but within overall, uh, across comics in general, uh, I do see that Green Goblin just being a very big fan favorite. And when you're looking to collect and with the low numbers that uh, are on that edition, uh, I think the Green Goblin being priced around currently 600 to 650 uh, I've seen some go very, very cheap. Um, I think we won't see it go any lower, so I think it's a great time to get into it. I purchased mine at what I thought was going to be the bottom, which was about 750 uh, I did get a low mint number, not necessarily that that's going to matter long term. Um, you know, I've been hearing speculation that sometimes those are actually harder to flip. But um, I did manage to get one that I really liked, and I think that's going to just be a long-term hold for me. Possibly, you know, if gamification comes with those Marvel Mighties, that's something I'm going to definitely hold on to. And, you know, as we learn about what we can possibly do in terms of renting these NFTs and making a passive income, I think Green Goblin is a great long-term hold, whereas with the Deadpool I was referring to, a great stacking hold that you might be able to pick up a few copies of, um, you know, a, a few additions at least, and then from there go ahead and flip those over time as that price increases. Um, you know, something I wrestled with also in this market was possibly flipping Todd to get more of the golden moments. There's been a lot of emphasis on those first appearance golden moments from Disney. And with Todd, it, it's, you know... A DC property, so you can flip it, and there's only about a 2.5% aftermarket fee on that. So the fee you're paying is a lot smaller than if you were to flip something with Marvel, where you're looking at almost 10% between two different fees there. And so I think with the DC, we're seeing a lot of people flip out of that. I do think Todd is still a great purchase, a great hold, and so I didn't flip it. Um, I could have easily flipped it and picked up three or four golden moments by doing so. Uh, but I held off uh, just because I think the importance outweighs it. If you do believe in Vivi, if you think Vivi is going to be the number one NFT marketplace, nothing is going to be a product that has 7,500 editions and was the very first one on that app. Think of owning the very first product on Amazon, um, having it been an Amazon-based product uh, that was limited in quantity. Think of what that value could be. You know, if... VV does become the Amazon of NFTs. Think about how much value that particular item will hold. So I know a lot of people discuss the Todd Batman, but there's reason behind it. There, there is absolutely value to being the first. There is absolute value in just what that significance is. Uh, so while necessarily if it wasn't the first, I don't think that Batman would have as much value attached to it. Um, but I do believe that it is going to be one of the biggest grails, one of the biggest blue chips on VV long term. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, uh, but I do think I'm going to end up holding on to that one long term, uh, no matter how spicy these drops become, no matter how much uh, I am tempted just to kind of pick up that shiny new item. And that's what it really is. It's just another shiny new drop, uh, a more recent drop. So again, I also take into the, the 
you know, thought process of how long has this item been on Vivi? Is it starting to get kind of that OG tag in terms of the NFT, uh, where, as I've alluded to in the past, those Myrmecornos, those Kryptons, things from Season 1 and Season 2 that are still valued at $30, $40. Even some of the Marvel Mighties I've seen, um, specifically in terms of the Eternals, uh, that group setting, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of lower-priced ones. Also, first-appearance items, all of these, still $30, $40. When we get to Season 10, you can't tell me that if VV takes off, these Season 1, Season 2 items don't skyrocket a bit. Uh, just because, you know, it has that history. It was, again, kind of as we talked about with Todd, not necessarily the first on the app, but one of the first. Uh, and so I think there is some value, even at the $30, $40 price point. We could see those in a few years. You know, the average price being $100. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I do think with the user base, we are seeing some new floors on some certain items. We are kind of seeing how some items might really be valued. Uh, so until we get more users on there and, and they start holding some of these items, uh, it may take a little bit of the uh, time for the market to rebound. So just something to be aware of. Um, going forward, though, uh, just, you know, be careful in that market. Anyway, let's uh, switch gears. Let's go to the Super Bowl. We did discuss in the last episode how I didn't think we were going to see a VV commercial, a, um, you know, Ecomi commercial. And as I assumed, we didn't. But what we did see was a very heavy presence of Crypto.com, of Coinbase, of not necessarily NFT references, um, but a lot of cryptocurrencies, a lot of things kind of introducing again on a very large scale to new customers. In fact, um, I saw some awards were given to the Coinbase commercial, which was just a QR code that bounced around on the TV for 30 or 60 seconds. And it was very effective marketing. Um, <laughs> obviously, a lot of people were going ahead and they were scanning the QR code there. And it actually caused Coinbase's site to go down. So there was so much interaction, so much interest in what could be, uh, that it did crash. And because of that, I think a lot of interest was gained. Um, I wish the website had worked for everyone. If you didn't get there, go ahead and try to find that link. It is something where you can opt in to win Bitcoin, something like that, without having to purchase anything. Uh, so that is something that they're kind of doing on their platform. And who knows, we may be seeing a VV Coinbase partnership pretty soon as they enter that NFT marketplace. So I'd have a Coinbase account set up, <laughs> just saying. But that's kind of what we saw Super Bowl Sunday. Going forward, let's kind of discuss the newest drama within the VV world, which is that of a brand that has some NFTs already on the VV marketplace. They are the Call of Cthulhu idols. Uh, there's three of those as well as the Book of the Dead uh, and I think there's some really cool, not necessarily my favorite, but some definitely cool pieces that are on there. And what it's done is it's brought a lot of brand awareness to the company. And I may butcher the name. Um, it's not a company I was familiar with, but I believe it's Chaosium. Chaosium? Uh, we'll go with that. Um, I'm just kind of sounding it out. I could be butchering it, like I said. But what they did is they posted a article or a, a link on their site. From a statement of the president of their company, just kind of saying that they are at this time suspending their partnership with Vivi. While that may sound concerning, uh, I researched the brand a little bit because of this. And it seems that they've ended the partnership due to backlash from their community. Their community doesn't seem to understand that mm -hmm. Vivi is a game changer when it comes to the NFT scene. 
these fans seem to think that we are killing the environment uh, and that their tabletop RPGs are meant to be just how they are. And you know what was really alarming was just the amount of people saying they've been customers of them for 40 years. Uh, and it shows the hesitation to adapt to technology. Um, you know, a lot of arguments going back and forth uh, between two different, very passionate fan bases. And it seemed that the one fan base being the tabletop RPGs are not misinformed. Um, it, it seems they're just very stuck in their ways. Um, sure, there could be some information that they could research and kind of learn, as we could do with those tabletop RPGs. You know, VV is very special because it's introduced me to other things that I didn't have interest in. As I had alluded to previously, it's something that got me to look into anime, It's and I can continue to think it's going to make me do that in the future. Uh, it's just something that's very interesting to take a look at because, sure, I had passions like Marvel and Star Wars, but seeing these other items that I was unaware of and doing just as I did with this brand, kind of doing a deeper dive, that makes me want to purchase more items from that actual brand. Uh, so I think they've alienated a lot more than they have in terms of retaining their current client base. Uh, so they're very different markets, obviously. But I think the greatest excitement was that these pieces were speculative to be part of a gamification, um, being able to kind of play that tabletop RPG with your friends, whether they are across the country or next door, but all part of that metaverse and growing into that. Uh, and so a lot of the comments were, you know, you've never played a tabletop RPG, you don't understand, you, you can't play this as a video game. And I beg to differ. It, it's not something that is out of the realm of, you know, a hologram, for example. What is so different than that and bringing just your friends together without having to drive to your friends, without having to go to the local store to purchase that item that's been made um, from resources from the environment as well. Uh, so while they do have a point with a lot of NFTs and the general escape in terms of electricity and power consumption, VB is very different. So until they do that research, I think they're going to continue to kind of be uh, a bit ignorant uh, to what VV is trying to accomplish and to what the true landscape of NFTs could be. Outside of that, um, you know, I took a look at their Twitter. They had 22,000 followers at the time of recording, whereas VV had 227 thousand followers. So you can't tell me that it's necessarily a great move for your business when you're alienating a, a potential 200,000 people on Twitter alone. Uh, when you have a user base on this app of 2 million active users, it's a very big market to just immediately cut yourself out. I know they did say suspend, but it seems like their fan base would not be very excited for them to get back into this. And it's a shame. As I was going through that Twitter... Uh, account for them. What I did notice as well was just the likes that they were receiving, the interaction they were receiving. They were getting about five replies, 50 likes on average. And then you had the VV Twitter post, which had 380 comments. It's probably over 400 by now. And, you know, again, I haven't checked it since yesterday. It had nearly 400 retweets. It had over 1,200 likes. Uh, so it was something that had been seen by a lot of people and had been interacted more than if you added up probably all of their Twitter posts to date. And so again, to kind of go back to a point I was trying to make with learning more about the brand and wanting to purchase more and bringing new consumers to your current market, uh, which is a very different market than your current one, if you will, 
but with that, I look about all of the collectors on Vivi that have now gone to the physical world to collect. You know, I see on YouTube all the time a collector who's gone ahead and they've gotten a Todd McFarlane, a physical edition, because they hold a Todd McFarlane on Vivi. So it's very interesting to think that Chaosium, again, not sure if that's how it's pronounced, but it's very odd to see someone that entered the space, profited from the space, immediately turn their back because fans are being ignorant to what the platform is. In their kind of parting letter, they even have nothing but nice things to say about VV and the future of it. Uh, and that is why I think they see, they carefully chose the word suspend it and not terminate it, their agreement with VV. Uh, so I do think over time, maybe we do see this, but I also wouldn't be surprised if there is a long wait before they return to the app just because of them upsetting their current base, no matter how small that is. Uh, passionate fans can be passionate and that is exactly what we also saw yesterday as an army of red circles uh, just kind of downsend it on their Twitter. I'm not sure their Twitter person had any idea what to do. It was probably the worst day they've had yet. Uh, so it was pretty funny. If you haven't seen it, go ahead to their account. Definitely don't follow them. Don't give them that support. But No, I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, uh, it's not something that's going to keep me from ever looking into the brand, but it is something where I think from a business standpoint, they might have made the wrong call, uh, especially as we continue to move towards a digital future. There's still no updates as to really what the spicy drop might be at the end. I did see today on Twitter that Alex, uh, an employee of EV, did kind of allude to it not being an exchange or OMI related. Again, they're always trolling with everyone on Twitter. I will say that they are funny on there too. Uh, so I don't know why you wouldn't be following them, but please do, uh, as well as some of the great contact creators. As I said, you're going to see them on my Twitter feed, uh, just because everything I talk about here comes from them. Uh, it's just kind of recapping all of my time on YouTube and everyone's opinions, and then kind of formulating my own into that mix as well. Uh, so again, this is just meant to be a conversation, something to listen to, not to take seriously. Um, you know, it's not something where I expect to get a big user base listening. It's just something where, you know, if you're at the gym or if you're falling asleep, just something VV related to where you might not necessarily need to watch a video. Um, so with that being said, uh, I appreciate you tuning in again for episode three. I'm looking forward to continuing this. I do appreciate the small support I've seen. Uh, but again, if you do have interest in VV, Make sure you're doing your research, your due diligence, and check out those other content creators. Uh, there's there's some great ones out there. Um, I've been watching Rob's stuff, uh, Slade. You have uh, VV Vision was uh, is a big one. You have, of course, my friend Andy on there. Uh, and again, you're going to see all these people right on my Twitter feed. So if you're not following them now, please do. Uh, we have VV Vibes. He's a fellow Arizonian as well. Uh, so it's just a lot of people out there um, that, you know, I haven't haven't even bumped into yet. Uh, so I'll continue to mention them as I come across them. But otherwise, I hope everyone has a great day. And thank you again for tuning in. I'll be back soon with another episode. And if you do want to follow me on that Twitter feed, it is at Delco Dudes. <laughs>